Welcome to another episode of the Valera Verdict Podcast. I am your host, Ricky Valera. On today's episode, I'm going to be kicking off a brand new series for the month of December, Women Appreciation Month. Throughout the month of December, I will be sharing interviews with women in all different walks of life. Today, I'm kicking off the series with someone I look up to who I consider a very good friend, someone who has helped me grow within my platform over this last year, and that's the founder of Nashville Noise, Cody Howell. We talked about what made her get into the world of music and social media and so much more. I really hope you enjoyed this interview. I would like to welcome to the show founder of the Nashville Noise, Cody Howell. How are you today? I am fantastic. How are you? I'm doing pretty good myself. I wanted to thank you for being my first interviewee for my Women Appreciation Month series for the month of December. I'm honored. Thanks for having me. This is my first ever podcast, so... uh no pressure. No pressure. It's okay. I mean, I'm not going to hit you with too many hardballs today. Mm -hmm. um, before we go any further, I do, I do want to tell a funny story about you and I. <laughs> I remember this is the one of the first times that I was ever going to go live on your um, Instagram. I was doing something for the Nashville Noise for you. And when I was getting ready to go live, you gave me one of those pep talks about how to pronounce your name. Because, obviously, you know, it, it's spelled, I thought, the entire time of the existence of our, you know, friendship early. And I was like, that's Cody. I mean, right? Cody. I thought I was saying it right. So then, prior to me going live, you were like, hey, my name is Cody. And I was like, oh, that's not what I thought. And then I think I got on the air, and I, I think I said it anyway, which was like, oh, I... You, you said something like, not even like remotely right. I don't even remember what it was, but it was so bad that somebody texted me and was like, this guy just butchered your name. I, I think what, what happens is when you interview, and I'm sure you can relate to this, when you interview somebody that doesn't have a prototypical name, it really kind of gets in your head, right? You want to get it right. And so I was like, I, I think when I listened back to your clip, like maybe 50 times prior to going live, because I was like, I know I'm going to butcher this. And I normally do it anyway. I butcher the person's name. I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, I, I can't help it. But um, is there a ex explanation behind the pronunciation of your name? Nope. I think my parents just uh, really trying to be different. <laughs> okay. Okay. I get, you know, I hated it when I was a kid, but now like I love my name because I'm not comparing myself to Madonna by any means, but I'm saying that I could really just go by a first name because my last name's not really necessary. So I could be Madonna. You could be. Look at that. <laughs> I mean, I, you, you've got to aim high, right? Exactly. Okay, so before we get into any more questions or anything like that, tell us a little bit about where you're from and a little bit about your upbringing. So I was actually born in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I lived there until I was five and my dad was in radio at the time. So like I'm a product of the music business. We moved around most of my life, then moved here to Franklin, Tennessee when I was about 12. My dad started working for labels here. So I grew up in Franklin, which, you know, it's rare to meet people who've been here for 20 plus years. I won't give you how many years because then you'll know my age. But um, so it was, it was interesting traveling a lot. Like it, it made me, a, it's, it's made it very easy for me to communicate with people of all different walks of life, I think, because that was something I, I realized I had to learn how to make friends from a very early age because I was moving around so much. So I think that's the thing I'm the most grateful for about it. And as far as my upbringing, I mean, it was pretty great. My parents were fantastic. They were together for 
my childhood. Um, grew up around music, going to concerts, events. So I had a pretty good childhood. Can't complain. What inspired you to start the Nashville Noise? So I have been doing the journalist thing since college, but I took some time off to travel. And which again, thanks to my parents instilling that in me. Um, and I was freelancing here for a while. I was at one major publication for about three years and they let me go one day. And I kind of just realized if I want to do this long-term, I've got to be able to do it for myself. And another thing that really inspired me was most of what I was doing before was country music and my interests are all over the board when it comes to music. And I wanted to cover more of the entertainment scene, not just the country music scene. So that was a large part of the why I created Nashville Noise. What is the hardest part of working for yourself? Oh my God, it's so hard. I mean, what's not hard about it? I'm a control freak a little bit when it comes to my work only. Like, I want everything to be perfect all the time. And that is the hardest thing for me because if I sit there and make everything perfect, I'm gonna be working, you know, 24 hours a day. I'm never gonna sleep. And I finally, I think this year, I've kind of let that go a little bit. And I'm finding out a better way to do things where you don't always have to be completely perfect. Yeah, that's one thing I've kind of noticed about in our friendship over this almost or over the last year is is you've kind of inspired me with your worth work ethic. I feel like you are a hard worker, and when you put your mind to something, like I don't think there's a lot of people that do what you do um, better than you do. And for me, that's one of the things that I've noticed um, throughout time. You and I, I've said this to you before. When I write for you, I write differently. I don't know what it is. And I know I should apply that to all my writing. And I understand that. But I feel, this, I feel that extra sense of urgency to want to kind of perfect what I'm writing for you because I, I respect you a lot. Well, I think that I think you're like me as well, where you're a perfectionist yourself. And it comes back to there's really just not enough time in the day to be perfect all the time. Like I was writing an article really late last night. And honestly, it was just a press release I was putting out. And I spelt someone very important's name wrong. And I didn't realize it until this morning. And you're like, oh my God, like that's so embarrassing. But then you're like, whatever, like it happens to the best of us. Yeah, I did that with a uh, movie review very recently. And I put down the person who was of interest in the film, the wrong person's name, not the wrong character's name. And then of course I had the publicist or the reach out to me. And I was like, oh my God, it makes me so angry. That's, I was just when, like, that's when it's bad. And when you take it hard on yourself because when someone else has to tell you. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's the worst. Also, the next question, what is the Nashville Noise? So I describe Nashville Noise as an online publication that really is trying to bring the things that are making noise in Nashville to people that not, don't necessarily live in Nashville and let people that live here know, hey, there's this cool thing going on that maybe you missed because you were just listening to country radio or there's this really cool up and coming artist that is making a lot of noise or will be making a lot of noise here and you haven't heard of them yet. So that's kind of how I describe it. What is a dream job for you? I mean, I kind of think I'm doing it. Just the paycheck, you know, could be a little higher. <laughs> you need to talk to your boss. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do think um, like if there was anything that I had to do that was not for myself, I would love to be on red carpets interviewing people like Ryan Seacrest or, you know, working on E. I think that's kind of my 
forte area, I guess. Uh, I'm sure, I, I guess, I mean, I was going to ask you a little bit of question later about the quarantine as a whole, but you really miss music right now, huh? Live music, that is. It's so hard. I miss it so much. And I find that it, it kind of like ebbs and flows. There'll be days where I really, really, really miss it and it like hurts. And then there's some days where I'm like, okay, like it's okay that I didn't go to a concert this week. But as a whole, yeah, it's really tough. I'm, I mean, I was at concerts three, four nights a week before. So I really had to find other ways to fill my time, which means working more. <laughs> exactly. So my next question to you is this, what would you tell little girls, teenagers, first year people going to journalism school um, about this? Like, what would you tell them? Don't let someone deter you from chasing this if this is your dream. I've had so many people over the years, especially in the last six years, tell me that I'm not a good writer, that I'm not good enough, I'm never going to make it in this. And I mean, sure, they could be right, but I'm not going to let them stop me and I'm going to figure out my own way. And it may not be that my best way of doing this is writing about things. Maybe it is about interviewing people, which is what I prefer to do anyway. So don't let someone tell you that you can't do it and figure out your own way because I mean, especially in this age of social media, we're seeing that there's so many people that are literally forging their own path on social media, making millions of dollars doing TikTok videos. So figure out what you can do that you love and just keep at it, no matter what anyone says. All right. So I've got a couple of questions for you, just like kind of quick fire questions. They're my least favorite kinds of questions. You're welcome. Um, tell me something that you have learned throughout this quarantine. I learned this year that I, well, I already knew that I love food, but I've learned like how to cook as a whole this year. I've learned so much. I mean, that's what I spend the days where I'm like, okay, I'm just completely tired of writing. I'm in the kitchen making something, cooking something. And honestly, I'm super grateful for it because I've made some pretty incredible dishes this year. Yeah, you send me, you'll send me a text of a video, whatever, and I'm just like, that looks delicious. It, it, you really have, like, it, it, it's given you a lot of time to kind of cook, but, like, there's a lot of different recipes you can make with a lot of things that you have in your own house, you know what I mean? And you and don't even realize it. That's the thing I think I've tried to get better about is I'm trying not to be wasteful with food whenever I buy things from the grocery store. And maybe I only need one of this thing, but I had to buy it in a pack of three. So trying to find unique recipes where I can use the other parts of it without throwing it away one celebrity that you were nervous about interviewing this is the easiest question ever but lady gaga hands down yeah i don't i can't even talk about it because it was it i, I think i blacked out <laughs> i don't even really remember it the only reason that i knew that it happened is because i had a voice recording <laughs> that's it that's pretty awesome i love lady gaga she's the best ever all right so here's the hard one Describe Cody in one word. Probably like goofy. I can second I, that. I mean, I'm, I'm funny, but that's like a personal thing. Like I think I'm funny. Some other people may not. So I won't go with that one. Goofy, 100%. I will say, I will be the judge of this and say that, that Cody is very funny. I, I feel like you might've missed your calling in some sort of stand-up comedy slam poetry or something. Because there's several times in the day that I will just kind of burst out laughing uh, from text messages from you. So I, 
it's mostly sarcasm too. And some people don't take that as well. <laughs> I've, I've heard people's feelings in the past. Favorite Taylor Swift song. This is one of my favorite questions to ask in all interviews. I've asked this and I've gotten so many different answers. How mean it is to ask someone who works in music this question, because like we want to sit here and analyze it for, I don't know, three days. So I'll get back to you in three days. <laughs> um, I don't know. And honestly, it changes a lot. Probably this is why we can't have nice things because that was the first album where she really started calling people out, but she did it in such an eloquent, catchy way. You know, I mean, I think that's the song that she wrote about Kanye. So I just think it's fantastic. I like it. So where can we find Cody? Where can we find Cody's work and stuff like that? So NashvilleNoise.com. And we're also really trying to grow the YouTube page by January. So subscribe to our YouTube page. And we're also on all the social media, Nashville Noise and at Cody L. But I can't promise you're going to get great content from my Twitter. So <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of personality there. Right I now, I'm it. getting notifications about my tweet about the Grinch. Yeah, I was very upset by that. I'm just going to throw that out there so much support i was shocked i thought it was going to be people are going to be like yeah you're wrong just for the record i tweeted that the original grinch is the best grinch because it is the jim carrey version i just i it's cheesy come on it's so cheesy that really hurts my heart <laughs> you know the best thing about the jim carrey version is cindy lou who she's so cute i mean yeah i mean i'm not going to disagree with that but he was so good as the grinch it was such a great movie he's bad i'm just saying I, it was cheesy and i just didn't the original's just perfect what it really is that's a good thing that's like redoing the wizard of oz let's not do that <laughs> i was like redoing lion king i don't know why they did that i actually didn't mind that i mean i didn't yeah i liked it <laughs> on that note now i i really want to thank you so much for being my first guest you're somebody that um i'll say this prior to whenever i introduce you prior to the show but somebody i look up to somebody i appreciate your friendship you've taught me a lot over this last year knowing you and you're definitely one of the women that uh, I respect a whole lot of and wanted to feature in this series for this month. So thank you for coming on. Thank you. I'm not very good at taking compliments. But those were all very nice things and I appreciate that. <laughs>